Would you do me a favor for the first time in True Vine Worship Center, stand on your feet and welcome to the platform my good buddy, Bishop T.D. Jakes Jr. He even said he needed a chilled water. Where's the man's chilled water? In my refrigerator. Bring the man a chilled water. Bishop Jakes preaches better with chilled water. Do you preach better with chilled water? I mean, sure. <laughs> Nyan, I want you to hear me say this. It is my privilege to share this platform with you. You're going to do fine. I don't want you to be nervous. I want you to let the spirit of God that's inside of you come through out of your voice. In Jesus' name, I thank you for my friend Nyan, Lord. He's my brother. In Jesus' name, and let the spirit of God that's inside of him speak and let life come from his lips in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless your church. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, that's fine. Before I begin, I'm going to take this hot jacket off. Okay, that's better. <laughs> um, before I begin, I just want to say thank you, um, Josh, for allowing me to be on this platform this morning to share with you, with um, you all about, you know, what all of us have been experiencing for the past four months, you know, tough times. It's just, it's just what we've been through. So I appreciate, you know, you allowing me to be up here and, um, you know, I know the prayers of prayer for you. So if you continue to pray for me. We'll keep it pushing, all right? Amen. Um, if you have your Bibles, I would ask if you please go to the book of Exodus. Um, I'm going to read a couple, couple verses from the book of Exodus, um, and then I'm going to go ahead and get started. Uh, Exodus chapter 14, I'm going to start with verse, um, verse 3, and then we're just going to keep working our way down. Amen? Amen. Let me pull it up. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, here we go. Uh, Exodus chapter 14, we're going to start at verse 3. Well, um, I'm reading from the, um, supposed to be reading from the New Living Translation. That's better. Okay. All right, verse 3. Then Pharaoh will think, the Israelites are confused. They are trapped in the wilderness. And once again, I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will chase after you. I have planned this in order to display my glory through Pharaoh and his whole army. And after this, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So the Israelites camped there as they were told. We're going to go ahead and skip to verse 9. Verse 9 says, The Egyptians chased after them with all the forces in Pharaoh's army, all his horses and, and chariots and his charioteers and his troops. The Egyptians caught up with the people of Israel as they were camped beside the shore near Pahahara, that's a big road, uh, word, across from Baal-Zephon. Amen? We're going to stop. We're going to go ahead and go to verse 13. 13 through 18. Verse 13 says, But Moses told the people, Don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Hmm. Don't make me start speaking in tongues. Oh, Jesus. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell, 
Tell the people to get moving. Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they, will ch- and they will charge in after the Israelites. My great glory will be displayed through Pharaoh and his troops, his chariots, and his charioteers. When my glory is displayed through them, all Egypt will see my glory and know that I am the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Mm. Do I even need to start speaking? That's it, That's it right there. Mm. So today I wanted to talk to you about a story everyone knows very well. I have known this story since I was able to read the Bible. I started to read the Bible when I was about four to five years old. As a child growing up, my grandmother had a routine, and it's the same routine every single day. And she still does it to this day. She will be 78 in three weeks. Mm. The moment she opens her eyes, she closes them again to pray. She will lay in her recliner and pray for about 15 to 20 minutes. As a very young child to now, being almost 18 years old, I wonder and I ask, what is she praying about and why does it take her so long? (laughs) My grandmother is the foundation and backbone of our family and has done an amazing job of molding myself and the rest of my immediate family into being good Christians. But one thing she truly is, she is a woman who loves the Lord. So anyway, she was sitting and praying for about 15 to 20 minutes in her recliner She'll get up, eat breakfast, and then immediately go back into her room and read the daily bread booklet, the little daily bread booklet. After she completes every little task in the daily bread booklet, she'll just, op- she'll just open the Bible and just read it every single day. She reads the Bible like it's a fashion magazine. Sorry, no offense to my fashionistas. <laughs> Watching her routine and to not switch it up for, so, for as long as I can remember is simply awe-inspiring. Do you ever just watch something and just stare in amazement? I think one of the one of the, and a prime example of that is the um, the guard, uh, the changing of the guard at the tomb of the unknown soldier in Washington D.C. I think that's beautiful. I've seen it in person. I've seen it when I was about six years old, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, that's beautiful." <sighs> one day I was about I was about five years old at the time. I remember asking her if she could teach me to teach me to read that book. As a kid that young, I had no idea how important and how sacred the Bible actually was until, of course, I got older and started reading more. So that day, we sat and read some chapters from the book of Exodus, which is my favorite book in the Bible. And from that day forward, she gets credit for teaching me how to read the Bible, and that is where our message will come from, trusting God through the rough times. Trusting God through the rough times. Mm. Y'all don't know what I've been through. Mm. Difficult times as such dealing with COVID-19 and, of course, the systemic racism that plagues our country can lead us to a point where we feel like our backs are against the wall and there are very little options before us to find a way out or a solution to overcome. For example, the COVID-19 pandemic leaves some of our people without jobs. There is no sort of financial support coming into these households. People's backs are against the wall with little or no options for solution to overcome. I know it. I've seen it. I work at the Boys and Girls Club. Most of the children that come in there come from families, uh, from low-income homes, and then, you know, families, uh, single-parent homes, and you see it all the time. It's just a struggle. And then with this pandemic going on, it just makes it worse. Mm. 
People's backs are against the wall with little or no options for solution to overcome. We are often left wondering, how did I get myself here? What did I do to deserve this hurt? I ask the same exact question whenever I allow people in my life that don't deserve to be there. Mm. Thought they were beneficial to my life and to my dreams and aspirations just to finally realize that they were there for the exact opposite. Mm. I felt the same way whenever I experienced two major deaths in the month month of November of last year in the span of two weeks. How in the world did I get myself in this situation? And what what did I do to deserve this hurt? During this entire crisis, I've had a lot of time to sit and observe some of the things going on in my life. And I discovered that I needed to shift my thinking and see that these setbacks that I'm going through as a setup for God to move me forward in my life. I needed to shift my thinking and see these setbacks that I'm going through and what you may be going through as I set up for God to push me forward. Anything you may be going through, all you have to do is ask God to take you there. Mm. Moses experienced that same feeling when after leading the Israelites out of Egypt, they were stuck between the Red Sea and an angry Egyptian army. With Exodus being my favorite book in the Bible, I try to read more and more about Moses and the Red Sea. So God guided the Israelites to the exact place he wanted them to be, right on the edge of the Red Sea. With the water at their backs and the evil, angry Pharaoh and the Egyptian army bearing down on them, it was only God who could make a way out of no way. Y'all don't hear me. This very experience I just told you about occurs in our day-to-day lives, some more than others. We feel as if we are in an unprecedented and impossible situation just for our God to show us how mighty he truly is. God is an outside-the-box thinker. Moses and the rest of the people from Israel felt backed up against a wall with no way out, but that's because nobody would have predicted that he would part the Red Sea for the Israelites to walk through on solid ground. (laughs) Difficult times happen to us all. It's inevitable. Though Though it is much easier to get afraid of having nowhere to turn, these are the moments we can see God work at his best. Abby said it earlier, you have power in your voice. If you want something, you ask for it. If you don't ask for it, then you're going to continue to struggle. You got to talk to God. You have to have a conversation with God for, in order for you to get the things that you want. Mm. I've been experiencing tough times from the time I was out of the womb. 11 days of my short life, I was at Baptist Hospital for 11 days while my mother was still in Ardo County. Just praying for her baby to come back. I dealt with these rough times. I, it, Jesus. From the time I got to elementary school, I was bullied to the point where I told my mother that I didn't want to be here anymore. But God made a way out of no way. Can we let the Holy Ghost help us this morning? From the time that I got to middle school, I was in such a dark place, I didn't know who to turn to or what to do. So I led, I was not being a leader. I was being a follower. I was being a follower. Mm. I was being a follower and I, and I just did the wrong things, but God made a way out of no way. Mm. Mm. From the time I got to high school, 
I met two red-headed boys that changed my life forever. They allowed me to be me, and it changed my, my thinking. It changed the way I acted. They know how bad I was in middle school, but I started being with them more. They started instilling positivity in my life. God made a way out of no way. Mm. I got to high school, got involved into student council, and then I made the promise to God that I would get stronger in my faith. And that's when I got to True Vine Worship Center. Don't get me wrong, my home church is Clark's Chapel Baptist Church. But let me tell you something. This is now my home. This is now my home. Mm. The love that is in this room every single Sunday is, I've never seen anything like it. And it is one of the reasons why I have made the promise to get stronger in my faith. And that is why I'm standing here today. Mm. God's good. Mm. Hallelujah. I've been through it. I've been through it. You may be going through something that you may not want to share, but I know that you know you may be going through something that you just need to ask God, can you help me? If you don't ask, it will not be given. It says in the Bible that ask and it shall be given. Ask for it. Speak it into existence. That's what I had to do when I was going through what I went through. I said, God, help me. I said, God, help me. Don't allow me to be this burden in my family. Allow me to be a good Christian. Allow me to be a good Christian. And I did. And it's not going to come when you want it. It's going to come when he wants it in due season. He makes a way out of no way. I'm a prime example of it. Whatever you may be going through, whether it's physical, mental, social, all you have to do is ask for it and it shall be given to you. This is the truth. This is the truth. I was at church one, one Sunday and I'm sorry, I got to walk around. I'm sorry. It's hot. I was at church. I was at church one Sunday about two, three years ago. And this woman started shouting beside me, you know, at Clark's Chapel, we like to shout Robin though. We were shouting, this woman was shouting and then, um, my pastor said, you just gave me a Christmas praise. And then in my head, I said, what is that? What is a Christmas praise? And then what I said, what I said, he said, um, you know, when you, on Christmas morning, you open all them presents and you're like, oh, thank you, mama. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then they say, go out the door. It's like, go out the door. And there's something out there major with a big red bow on it. You forget about thank you, mama. Like, oh my God, Lord Jesus. There's something out there for me. Mm. There is something out there for me. We thank him for the things that's under the tree, but God said, I got something outside. I got something outside this door right here that you can't even imagine. God said, there is something out this door. All you have to do is open the door and it's out there for you. You got to ask for it and it shall be given to you. Go out the door and get your blessing, Josh Button. Barbara Button, go outside and get your blessing. Go out the door and get your blessing. The young lady that stood right here and said that this is the best praise team and that we are anointed, that we are anointed, go outside and get your blessing. It's out there for you. All you have to do is ask for it and it shall be given. 
Ask and it shall be given to you. Ask and it shall be given to you. That is the story of my life. Growing up without a father, raised in a single parent home, my mother has done an amazing job. My grandmother has done an amazing job. Eli, I need you. God, I just continue to pray and pray that I can instill the goodness of what I've been raised with into my own children. God has been so good to me. And the, like I said, the story of my life is that asking it shall be given. If you want to get rid of your, if, if you want to get rid of an addiction this morning, if you want to get rid of the plague that is haunting your mind, God, if you want to get rid of all the bad thoughts that's, that's just storming in your mind, you come to this altar right now and you ask and you say, God, I want it out right now. That's all you have to do. Whenever I was getting written up from school every week, these kitchens can't attest to it. When I was getting written up at school every week, you know, doing stupid stuff, I, can, I went to the altar at Clark's Chapel Baptist Church as God is my witness. I said, God, please change me. Lead me to the right in the right direction. Ask and it shall be given to you. To the class of 2020, to the struggles that we have gone through, pray. That's all you can do is pray. You cannot control what is going on in our nation today. All you can do is ask God to continue to move you forward. Pray. Pray. Whenever we get to college in two to three weeks, you're going to have to pray. Whenever you want to call mom and daddy and tell them that it's too hard, you got to pray about it. You got to pray. Do we have any, do I have any incoming high schoolers in the room today? Anybody? Oh, hey y'all, I didn't see y'all up there. Let me just tell you something, buddy. Brandon, Isaac. God's got a plan for you. He's going to lead you in the right direction. Whenever you get to high school, don't let anybody tell you that you are not worth something because you are. Because you are a button. And that you are anointed. Brandon, you are, the, you are one of the nicest young men I have ever met in my entire life. You were raised right. I want you to go and tackle high school like it is a defender on a football field. Nothing can stop you. Nothing. Don't let anybody or anything deteriorate you from your blessing. You can do it. I love you both. Mm. Class of 2020, stand up, please. We, we, are, we are blessed. We are blessed. We are blessed. Madison Bunton, whatever you may be going through, all you have to do is pray to God that he leads you past it. God is going to get you past it. All you have to do is pray. That's it. You don't need somebody telling you that you need this or you need that. All you got to do is get on your knees and pray to God that, to get you through it. That's all you got to do. 
I promise you, honey, you're going to be all right. Jesus, hallelujah. Pray, ask and it shall be given. Lord Jesus, to the class of 2020, we are blessed. We have gone through so much. But you know what? There are brighter days ahead. There are brighter days ahead for you, for you, for you, for you, for you, for me, for them back there, for that one standing right there, for her right there. There are brighter days ahead. God is going to continue to bless us even though we are facing some of the hardest times in our lives right now. God bless each and every one of you. <clears throat> to end this, I won't keep you long, I promise. I'm going to sit down here in a second. Whatever we may be going through, personally or whatever, if you do not ask God to help you, you will continue to stay in the same place. Be quiet, Siri. You got to ask for it. You have to ask for it. I'm a prime example of that. Ask and it shall be given to you. I pray for, for better days, not just for me, but for this church as well. I pray that, that more people not only just sit here and listen to what Josh or I have to say, but that they take that in and, and, and go instill it into people outside of these four walls. Go encourage somebody else that ain't here today. Because once we get the love of Jesus Christ in every single human being, this world will be a better place. Whatever you may be going through, asking it shall be given. Asking it shall be given. Trust God. You have to trust God. You ask for it first and then you trust him that in due time that you will get what you have been asking for. It took me 10 years to get over my father. It took me 10 years to un finally understand that he is not in my life. And God said, it's okay. You can continue to push forward. Whatever you may be going through, you can push forward. God does not put situations on you that are hard enough that you cannot handle. God does not give you situations hard enough for you to handle. You can push forward. Anything you may be going through, you push forward. People may be trying to talk about you, talk bad about you, try and steer you in the wrong direction. But you know the God you serve, you continue to push forward. Hallelujah. Does anybody need prayer today? I'm not, I don't look at me like I'm this anointed person. Just know that I've been there and I want to help you. All I want to do is put the words of encouragement into you so you can continue to do right by God. Marie said it earlier, you're in the middle of a storm. All you have to do is trust God. That's it. Simple as that. Trust God. Hallelujah. Does anybody need prayer today? Anybody? God bless you, honey. Come on. If you need prayer today, come to the altar right now and let me pray for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. 
Don't look at me like I'm an anointed bishop or whatever. I know Josh called me a bishop, T.D. Jakes, earlier. But I'm just a person that has gone through the same thing you have. Hallelujah. It's hot up here. Hallelujah. God bless you all. Can everybody just stand, please? I'm going to pray for everybody as a whole. I know they came to the altar, but I know there is something that everybody may be going through. Maybe you don't want to come to the altar. Maybe you just want to stand at your seat and just ask God to heal you from there, and that's okay. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you bless each and every individual under the sound of my voice. Whatever they may be, they may be going through, I ask that you heal them right now. As you pour your anointed blood on each and every individual under the sound of my voice. Break that barrier, God. Break that barrier like you did for me in 2002. Break that barrier like you did for me in 2009. Break that barrier like you did for me in 2013. And break that barrier like you did for me in the year of 2020, God. I ask that you continue to pour in your righteousness into the people of your kingdom, God. Whatever they may be going through, whatever these these ladies right here may be going through, whether it may be physical, mentally, or social, I ask that you just take it out, God. I ask that you take it out. I ask that you heal them. I ask that you heal them, not just for them, but for the people in their lives, their family, their children, their husbands, their wives, or whatever. I ask that you heal them right now cleanse them cleanse them God I ask that you please continue to lift these young ladies up in prayer and everybody else under the sound of my voice because you make a way out of no way every single time you have never failed in the song today you have never failed me why stop now you are Jehovah Jireh mm. Bless everybody in the sound of my voice. In Jesus' name, we all pray. Amen. God bless you all. God bless you all. Thank you. Hallelujah. If there is one thing I want you to know, if there's one thing you need to listen to before you walk out of these doors today, is that you have power in your voice. Abby Button said it earlier. You have power in your voice. Get on your knees. Pray to God to heal you and to push you forward. You're going to be just fine. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. God bless you all. Hallelujah. I told you I wouldn't keep you long. It's 12 o'clock. It's 12 o'clock. <laughs> I know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's receive the benediction and we'll get out of here. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling. Give us the, the power and the strength to trust you, God. Give us the power and the strength to give all of our uh, situations to you, God. And so now and forevermore, let the redeemed church say, amen. God bless you all. Thank you. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Where's she at? She done went back over there. Nyan, you preached a fireball, man.
You guys, th- he said it's hot. You guys thankful for Nyan this morning? I'm not afraid of my future, are you? These two ladies have a, a word the Lord gave them for you. Okay. I got one too. As you were preaching, and all, I seen the water. If you read about stepping into the water and that the anointing, and every time that you would take a step, and when you stomped your feet, I seen the atmosphere just breaking and the water just rising on you. There's an anointing on you that's going to break like never before. And when you speak the word of God, every ear that hears it, it will not fall void because God's word is not void. But instead, you are going to speak life into those people. And this right here is something that Jessica said to me. And I've seen this person touch thousands of lives. So Um, there's a preacher named Reggie Dabbs. He travels all over to high schools, Christian conferences. And I've seen him just entirely pray over 14,000 teens and every one of them have their hands lifted and tears running down their face. And it's because of what he's been through and the fact that he's not afraid to share that and he's got such an anointing. And I said, you're gonna be the next Reggie Dabbs. You're not a Miller, but you'll be the next Reggie Dabbs. Two things, the first thing is, the Lord said, make sure he knows. I know you know. But he said, remind him he don't have to get over his father because I'm a father to him. And the reason that you were able to, to get through and push through and get over it is because of your father. The father's so good that he sent the son. And then the son was so good that when he ascended that he sent his spirit. And now the same spirit, the spirit of the father lives right here inside of you. So you're empowered to prosper. Um, first of all, second of all, you need to know this. You are very anointed. You stop saying I'm not anointed. You're very anointed. You're very special. You're very special. And it's okay to, it's okay to say that. I know you're saying it from a place of being humble, but you're very anointed. In fact, I would say if we have the same spirit that I'm no more anointed than you are. So unless you don't think I'm anointed, then you certainly are. When you open your mouth, I don't have any power of myself to speak or to heal or do any other stuff. It's always this. Remember what I said, last, were you here last week? Peter and John, when they healed the guy at the gate, beautiful. He said, why do you look on us as though we've done this by our own power? It's in the name of Jesus that it happens. So when you speak with authority and power, speak in the name of Jesus, your father, the spirit inside of you will come out. That's what makes him healed and whole. Proud to know you. Love you. Good job, Nyan. <laughs> 